Hey folks, Peter here. Before we dive into this week's episode of Prequel Sequel Remake, I just want to tell you about our new friends over at the podcast, Trailer Made. Like movie trailers? Like discussions about movie trailers? Like lighthearted banter in between discussions of movie trailers? Then Trailer Made's gonna be the podcast for you. Each week, lifelong movie fans AJ and Jim dissect the latest, greatest, and, well, weirdest things to come out of the previews for Hollywood films. So look for Trailer Made in your favorite podcast app and hit that subscribe button. Believe me, you won't regret it. And now, on to this week's episode. Uh, Howard the Duck. I'm sorry. This week on Prequel Sequel Remake. Duck's gonna do it! Well, you've got fried shrimp, shrimp cocktail, shrimp scampi, shrimp and grits. Do I look like Captain America to you? Because I think I look just like Captain America. Don't miss... Prequel, sequel, remake. Luigi was f***ing murdered in a Nintendo press conference today. His soul was sucked (laughs) out of his body. Death Murder is putting it too lightly. His soul was sucked out of his body. Holes Luigi's soul. We'll show you the after we'll show you the clip. It's like Nintendo. I know. Luigi is canon dead now. I know. Well, they had to send they had to send out a tweet that was like Luigi is okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like. like reverse Luigi's mansion, right? Yeah, well, that's the thing they're playing the up. He's yeah. walking around the the the, the Dracula's castle because they're revealing the, 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 the Castlevania, Castlevania characters, and he's walking around with the sucky but whatever the yeah. flood uh, whatever his thing's called, and like yeah, death comes behind suck him. Suckbuster. Flood flood is flood is Mario Sunshine. The suckbuster is Spectre. I don't fucking remember. It's like the I don't remember what it's fucking called. I only remember flood because spook. I only remember flood because it's a move description for Mario and fucking Smash because it's one of his fucking moves. Um. But yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was messed. The internet kind of broke for two hours today. It's which hella is like funny. It is funny. Yeah. They've obviously like, and not to round Nintendo before we do the podcast, but they've obviously got some new blood in there. Yeah. That's not just old traditional Ideally. Shiggy Miyamoto. It's like some young people who just, like have a fucking sense of humor, and they're definitely they've been Nintendo's been trolling super hard. <laughs> Some movies shouldn't exist, but let's pretend they do. I'm Peter Hunter. I'm Desmond Ports. And I'm Scott Hanchu. And welcome to Prequel, Sequel, Remake, the movie and comedy podcast where we do what, Desmond? We make prequels, sequels, and remakes to movies that don't have them. And Scott, what movie are we pre-see-remaking today? We're talking about Howard, Howard the, the Duck. Duck. What? Ah. <laughs> Okay. Talking about the '80s classic, the 1986 classic. Ooh, I would, I would classic. I'd say infamous. Infamous is good. I don't know. I don't know if I'd go classic. I'll go infamous. Infamous for good reasons. Yes. Uh, um, and um, yeah, I actually had this movie rented for me many times as a kid. My mom would just pick it up, and it, I mean, I think the last time I saw it before we watched it for this would be about when I was uh, eight or nine, and I. See it a few times, just never really sat right with me. Yeah. You get a movie that's rented by your your, your parent, and mm. you're fine with it just because you're happy to have some entertainment. You're not really gonna protest, but it's just like, mm. yeah. Um, my experience, first experience with it was um, my dad had some fascination with this movie. I don't know why. I was gonna ask it of him about it this weekend, but I didn't. Um, and we had in our VHS cabinet a recorded off of like HBO version of Howard the Duck, and it was just always there. And I watched it like twice, and I didn't get it both times. There's not there's not a lot to get. I mean, I uh, have you ever seen it before? No, the thing is, yeah, this is the first time I had seen it. I was yeah. aware of it, you know, from 
I mean, I remember seeing the box of it in the you know the the movie store, and even then, I was like, nah, <laughs> nah, Fair. don't think I get anything out of this. And something something about like duck people, duck characters, don't don't really care for it. And you know, Howard the Duck just so blatantly a ripoff of uh, Donald Duck. Duck. Yeah. Just like that was exact the exact same model. The that, fact there was a, a lawsuit. Yeah, <laughs> lawsuit. yeah. That, it, that was the whole point. A little backstory on Howard. Howard. like a grimy Donald Duck. It's not, I don't know, it's just him with a cigar. It's not funny. So yeah, like a little backstory on Howard. He's a comic character from Marvel Comics. Like he is part of the Marvel uh, yeah. uh, universe and cinematic universe now technically. Yeah, he pops technically. up at the end of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and he's in number two as well. Um, but he is a kind of comic book character. I've never read a single page of anything to do with him. I don't know what it's really about. It sounds like it'd be obnoxious. When your whole thing is, you're just a nice thing that smokes cigars and yells at people. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a big selling point. Um, he knows quack foo. That's a bit, pretty big turnoff. Uh, it, yeah. So, um, speaking of big turnoffs, what is the plot of this movie, Desmond? Okay. So, Howard the Duck, uh, released in 1986, directed by William Huyuk. Who, Hayek? Huyek? Uh, I believe this is the only movie he directed. Yeah, I don't think there was much... You know, it was a big loss, but we'll get into that later. A 27-year-old duck creature is accidentally ripped from his home in Duck World by scientists on Earth. There, he befriends a kind young musician with a struggling band, and the two save the world from an intergalactic threat. It's, uh, it's, it's generous. Yeah, it does. That makes, it makes it seem like there's actually oh, cool. an adventure. Oh, cool! Wow! Yeah. Except if you, like... Put the, the put the different um, like pieces of a script in the way that like a movie flows in a blender, and then you just rearrange them at random. Like act breaks, just start. One of them happens in like almost the beginning of the movie. When as soon as he gets there, like wait, wait, what? This is not the second act yet. And then it just goes all the way downhill from there. You get like you know, like Peter was saying, the villain doesn't show up until what do you say, like an hour, an in? hour into the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. So yeah, in terms of the plot, it's like. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking like cut and paste job. It's very inconsistent. Like it starts on Duck World, which is just Duck Earth. Yeah. Insert duck pun for thing that exists in our world. I would, which it should actually doing the research I was doing for this should be noted that the guy Gerber who originally invented the Howard the Duck character hates Duck World, and that's was apparently like a turn that Marvel took from him, and he eventually ended up getting a big lawsuit against oh, really? Marvel really? to try and get his character back, and you know. There's, Lots of comic book infighting, I'm sure, going on. But yeah, let me know. At least the hackneyed character of Howard the Duck, at least he did not. The guy who wrote that, sort of, even though it's obviously just Donald Duck. The creator. At least he did not sign off on Duck World. And so, you know, slight credit where that's due there. But still, Howard the Duck, just a hack character. Whoever thought that this would be your flagship out of all the Marvel movies? Like Why the first, did you go in this direction? The first big budget, yeah, big big budget, big budget, film. bigger than uh, five dollars, five million more than Return of the Jedi. Five million what? more than that. Why? Where did it go? The movie does not look like it. No, it definitely it really doesn't. looks like you know cheap cable TV 
quality film. It doesn't look like Star Wars. No, you know? not even close. No. God no. So, so Howard comes home and is immediately like just kicking back on on his, on his chair, uh, uh, looking at porn. Yeah, the, the, meet your main character. Yeah, 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 no, his first. Is this a kids movie or what? Yeah, I, like we can get on the plot, but his first two lines are he's holding a play duck, which is exactly what you think it is, um, and he says, "Oh, I wonder what the articles are going to be this time." Is the old Playboy joke? Oh, I'm reading it for the articles, and then he like pulls open to a naked duck lady with duck breasts and when I say duck breasts I mean human breasts duck on a duck person yeah not delicious not to like, be confused with delicious du- duck delicious uh, uh, healthy duck breasts that you could eat in delicious restaurants um, no I'm talking about yeah yeah, we're talking about human breasts. That's, that's the f-ing. thing Howard does in the movie. Is oh that, wow! Ugh. Yeah, wow! Uh, show me those duck tits. Now this, oh, the, the movie's infamous. Oh wow! For you this got bit. feathers on those? Or wow! <laughs> I'm sure this is nothing new if you're familiar with Howard the Duck. We, people have been talking about this for ages. How disconcerting it is. But if it wasn't bad enough that that's this case, Howard gets sucked out of his apartment on his armchair, busts through various walls. I. That was probably what they spent the most money on. Yeah, that scene. But he busts through walls, busts busts through the wall of a, uh, a duck woman who's 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 bathing. And you see her breasts too. It's like why? can double down on why it. Right, right at the beginning. It's just like, why? It's well, because like, we're uh, we're not going to be on Duck World for long. We need to see those fucking duck tits. Like George Gosh. Lucas. Yeah. Will, really making me think. Like this movie really like really had me thinking that uh, he must not have had all that much to do with the original Star Wars movies because those movies are awesome or at least he was like surrounded with enough people to like kind of tone them down like I just don't think it's not a good idea. He sunk a no. ton of money into Howard the Duck. He did ton of money. I don't know. I don't know how much he had to do with this movie, though. Yeah. To be fair, though, uh, from what I've, from <laughs> what I've read, he was a huge fan of the comic and like really had been fighting to make this happen since the seventies. Like I'm like I'm not even kidding you. Apparently he's been. He was like after Star Wars, the first thing he tried to do was make Howard okay. the Duck. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Then there's some be said there, and, and Scott's point of the prequels as yeah. well. Come on. Yeah, also, I mean, yeah. hey, he's accomplished a lot. You know, whatever. I can't fault him for that. Tell and us. you know, he he employs a lot of uh, very talented people at Skywalker Ranch and Sound yeah. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's all fine and whatever. I'm just talking. This is an error in judgment. That's just like you cannot see why this is a bad movie until you go through the entire multi-million dollar experience of making it and losing a ton of money. It's like at that point. You have to realize that this was was not the way to go. Right. Yeah. So Howard's sucked through time and space on his armchair and brought to Earth by some force he doesn't understand, um, where he meets a young woman, uh, Beverly, played by uh, Leah Thompson Thompson from Back to the Future. Uh, Lovely actress. Lovely actress. Lovely actress. Uh, uh, We'll get into her more, but but I can't help but feel horribly sorry for her. I felt so bad. The whole movie, I felt so bad. Howard ends up shacking up with her uh, in the human world um, and gets involved with some of her scientist friends. Uh, who Tim had, Robbins. Tim Robbins, yeah. Who and, has a, uh, I don't forget his name. Bob uh, or something? Ferris Bueller's uh, resident pedophile, uh, yeah. uh, Jeffrey Jones, as well. I uh, know, yeah. and it's really hard to, like, because, like, he, he starts... Changing into his character, enjoyable. Like, it was like, okay, is, this is finally kind of getting somewhere. Even yeah. though it's still just, even at that point, just stewed on that note of like, I am turning into something, and just like for far too long. Yeah, uh, it, it still didn't save it, but it's too little. Just too knowing late. that how much of a creep he is, like, ah, uh, I can't like put my stamp of approval on this, even though like you know, as an actor. You're doing an all right job, given what you've got. Yeah, it's just there's no, um, 
there's no real motivation to get from one point to the other in the story, you know? No, um, no um, definitely not. You know, as soon as he gets there, he just wants to leave. So and the- that's like his thing is, I want to leave. And it's like, okay, well... Goes to leave Cleveland. So does Cleveland. Uh, what a weird name for a planet. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's not a planet. Yeah. Uh, and she stutters on what the, the planet she's on is. Yeah. She stutters on it. I think it's Earth, maybe. How could you not know? What the fuck is wrong with you? So, so How, and if you have Duck World, and you obviously have Duck fucking Cleveland, so you know what the <laughs> fuck Cleveland is, just, you piece of shit. Duck Vietnam War. Uh, uh, um. God damn you, Duck Vietnam. So the the machine. So eventually, these scientists bring Howard to Earth on accident. I'm not quite sure what the machine was doing. I was definitely fucking doing other shit while that. Like, so I definitely took a nap. Like for the the overly long auto gyro uh, uh, chase scene, I definitely fell asleep for a little bit. No, that that goes on way too long. That's one of the worst parts of the movie. Uh, And then with the laser thing, they added that later in the like process of shooting. They like that's how Howard got there was added later because he was supposed to just have shown up. That was it. That was that's the original. Oh, really? You don't <laughs> say. That's not incredibly clear from just the entire way the movie was written. Yeah. But what it, it brings him there, but all, then they try to do it again, and, and they bring brings, another alien that yeah. goes inside of Jeffrey like, Jones, like the demon person. Yes. Like I think the second was, part was supposed to Mr. happen, Shadow. But, but the first part wasn't. I don't oh, know. It's it's a, it's a damn mess. Um. Like and then he meets up with Jeffrey Jones. He Jeffrey Jones' character turns into an evil person, grabs Beverly, and then there's a showdown at the end. There's a showdown at the end with, with, a, with Tim a Robbins and fairly cool uh, uh, stop motion creature. Yes, yeah. that type of shit's always. That, yes, that is the only part of it that was good. However, uh, even that they sort of managed to ruin at the very last second, where it's, it, it's all like, okay, cool, like actually think this monster was well accomplished stop motion effect it's really cool and then they show the other ones coming through the portal like down from the sky and it's three of the exact same animation in a row like copy paste gif of the monster from inside it's like yeah you you couldn't have just staggered them a little bit so the motions weren't exactly in sync with each other that's a good point yeah <laughs> Where did the money go? It's yeah. also worth noting that 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 uh, uh, Beverly and Howard's relationship is extremely inappropriate oh on many levels. Oh god! There's yeah. also not a lot of reasons for it. Now, now, no. y- you probably know by now that there there's some weird uh, interspecies interspecies relations in this movie, or implied. Yeah, implied it doesn't go all yes. the way, but there's just this fucking awful scene. It's very it's like, awkward. It's like eight minutes long. Where it's so long. Leah Thompson is undressing, and she's a very attractive young actress yeah. uh, at, at that time. Attractive old lady, yeah. too. No, no hate. No. Um, uh, but she's undressing, uh, um, and like... Howard's just perving out on her, and I've nowhere just like oh. ah, I could get I could I could get used to uh, uh, you know human women. It's like why? No, no. And then she d- plays off of that and is like way too into yes. it, and then he gets a uh, uh, cold feet. And that's that is the ultimate problem with the stupid Howard character and the whole tone of the whole movie is like one second he's super pervy skeezy dude, and one second he's like oh I oh I can't Go. you're a f- you're a fine maiden and I am a, but a duck person I couldn't. Do that, <laughs> you fucking dumbass, Howard. Yeah, she was fucking hot to trot. And she looked really good in yeah. that '80s fucking big hair. Ch- like, 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 it was like right on. Yeah, Leah, Leah Thompson, yes, is very, very attractive. The point, the point. Well, I'm you can trying- see why she's uh, angling to make the the remake of Howard the, Howard the Duck. 
Is she? Is that a thing? She's that, it a is thing. something that she said that she was pitching. Uh, <laughs> really? That's another thing I learned from the research. Uh, uh, I saw that too. But there's no, like, no. no one outside of her mentioning it in a interview is ever going to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, you mean you mean one of the biggest financial disaster movies of yeah. all time in the 80s? I mean, the only reason Howard pops up at the end of uh, Guardians is basically just a to troll us. It's just a middle finger. It's just a big middle producer. finger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Are you let him lick you like that? Yeah. <sighs> Disgusting. Um, but I mean, like, just in the Howard character in general, like, he's so inconsistent that it's really hard to attribute, at like, attributes, like, sorry for repeating myself, like, to him because he's so inconsistent. He has no charm no. to him. He has no redeeming qualities aside from basic duck decency, I should say, instead of human decency, like, there's... I don't know. He's so perplexing. And... and then, and then I'm, there's something I'm like, sorry. I, I, no, I, get I it. just hate him. No, <laughs> it's terrible. On, like, that psychological level that you're talking about where there's, there's just an inconsistent character and then, just to top it off, just on a purely physical level, just looking at him, it's unnerving. It's creepy. I just... As much as they must have spent on the duck suit or whatever... Just the movements and everything. It's like, ugh, ugh. yeah, like, it's uh, not just heebie-jeebies level. Like, ugh, no, 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 no. And, no. and they were fiddling with that all throughout production. They went through like ten duck suits oh, or something a like that. Nightmare. I'm and sure. I love ducks. Don't get me wrong. I think I think ducks are awesome. They shouldn't be made to look like duck people. For no. you know, because let's be honest, it's not um, duck person world they call it duck world but it's always these weird these weird like duck people so you have to imagine that there's like a duck ape you know ancestor on duck world that is like at some point a duck human was made you know ape was made and and then it evolved into you know this it just happened to have follow the exact same history as, as our planet which well, that's is just, what Tim you know, that's obviously yeah. that's just going to happen you know the same history is repeated so everywhere. are there apes on, on duck world are there chickens I think, I think are like the, chickens like no like, there are not because he was they were at the diner and they were super out he like the eggs happen and he like they're eating eggs and he was oh, like yeah, oh he, he was horrified yeah. Yeah. Ooh, but you love sex with human women you fucking animal oh, God, get out of here God, I hate it no, almost corkscrew sex. dick like, yeah, almost oh, sex oh, yeah it, almost. like in, she was down. That is the implication. All those creepy scientists just barge it. in on this fucking woman who got, lives alone. Okay, it's not okay. <laughs> okay, we, we'd be remiss yeah, if no. we didn't mention the musical aspect of this movie, right? Because yeah. a good twenty minutes of the movie is just songs. Yeah, and it's not even. It's it runtime is an uh, one hundred and ten minutes. A good ten minutes of that is credits. A good twenty minutes of that is songs. So it's a giant chunk of the movie. It's just 80s. It's like, why, why you... You should have cut out the, the Howard Duck and science parts and just made this cool Gem in the Holograms movie with oh. these, like, cool punker girls. Oh, that would have been so much I better. I don't know. It seems like you had something... Your mind on something else there. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. No, there's the, like, when they Bev and Howard go their separate ways for no yeah, reason. For no reason. For no reason because, at all. Because they need to have a third act. Man, there like, wasn't that, even a f- But that doesn't that happen in the very beginning of the movie? Yeah, like, okay, it happens you're once right. in the beginning of the movie. And then, be- <laughs> uh, uh, no, you're right. That's the start. Of, I don't. I'm not. I know, but it's I'm like not going to attribute act, acts act to breaks it. are uh, all over the place. It's uh, like what? Uh, uh, well, we, we know there's we've no done. motivation. There's no 
motivation. There's no reason for anybody to be doing anything. The only motivation that we have is Howard wants to go home. Oh, you should not have going home be the main motivation of a character in a movie because people watching the movie are going to be like, I... I want to go home. Evil monster wants to destroy all life in the universe, Scott. You <laughs> oh, forgot <no>. evil <laughs> I guess. That's such a hackneyed, like, so just it, yes. lazy. It is just, hackneyed you know. and lazy, but it is technically motivation. At what point, though? Like, it had to get to that point. We're like, oh, now that you're here, we've established you don't want to be here. We gave you a punk rock girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. And now, oh, yeah, here's the, here's the thread of the movie. No. A, a real movie would, would see sow the seeds of that very early on. You could have easily done it with one or two things. When he's flying through space, what, he, he, he manages to go past the ultimate evil. And the ultimate evil gets a sniff of Earth or something. It's like, I'm going to come down there. You know what I mean? Something. Something, God. something, something to hang the hat on. No. There's nothing. No. It's just, whoa! Fucking dude rolling on his back on a green screen. <laughs> I just think that they thought that it's that, that just so smugly thought that this movie was just going to be so cool that they could completely skip class on script writing day and just show up for the test and they f***ing failed. What, what gets me is that the the lady who co-wrote this um, got co-writing credits on Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, I believe, as well. Like, clearly, she knows beats. We, we've talked enough about Howard and Beverly. Yeah. Uh, uh, I suppose we could go to Tim Robbins and Jeffrey Jones's characters, but there's really not much to chew on there. Tim uh, Tim Robbins plays Phil Blumbert, who's a fucking tall piece of shit. He sucks. He's awful. Hack. Tim Robbins is a wonderful actor. He's terrible in this. He is a wonderful actor, yeah. man. I watched Shawshank really oh uh, recently, God. and so, uh, it really... No, all, just, all of Jacob's it. Ladder, also incredible. He's really good at Mystic River. Oh, which, yeah, is he Hudsucker? Uh, yeah, he's in the Hudsucker proxy, yeah. which I love too. Yeah, no, he's a very love. Like he's a wonderful actor. All of the awful acting, in it. all of the acting up until the point of uh, what's his name, principal guy. Uh, oh, uh, Jeffrey Gold. Yeah, is 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 abysmal. I don't care what they've done outside of this. Yeah, it's, no, that's like, oh Jeffrey Jones. Excuse me. Yeah, like you swept him up from one of these like kind of like punk indie films that were happening at the time, just like. Yeah, we're part of the scene. We're actors. And I don't know. It's like, it's yeah. fucking blows. It's, it's, a, it, that, it's all abysmal. Like, it's and where did abysmal, the money go? It went to, like, sets and, like, location fees. They had to reshoot stuff. They had to build the suits multiple times. They had the stop motion thing. Like, they paid... The guy... They, they paid a lot of money, I'm sure, for the dude who wrote the songs, because it's the guy who wrote They Blinded Me With Science, I, which I, was a huge hit at the time. They probably blew, like, a million dollars on that dude writing those songs. I said this every... Least. Yeah. It says every time a movie botches a creature, um, and similar to like like my feelings on Jar Jar, it's like you should just make Howard a f***ing Muppet. Yeah. Hey there! Just like f***ing bouncing around, you don't show him from the waist down and all that, and you just like, he's a bit more like cartoony and not so much just like, this is just a f***ing like, small yeah. dude in a, in a suit. Yeah, I, this, same with Jar Jar, it's just yeah. like how much... This, like, and Yoda, Yoda is a goddamn Muppet, and they made that movie a year before, and it's re revered as one of the greatest, like, wide-released films ever, and it has a Muppet in it. It's fucking, it's fucking Frank Oz. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's just, like, getting high off your success, and yeah. then, like, not not applying the same level of, yeah. like, work towards your next product, just thinking, like, it's gonna be just as good! What, what could go wrong? It, it does Indiana Jones! 
Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Labyrinth. Is that Lucasfilm too? That Labyrinth was a financial failure too. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Labyrinth is better though. Well, yeah. Wait, of course, I mean, Labyrinth is better <laughs> than Howard the Duck. It does not get much worse than Howard the Duck. And I think that's <laughs> yeah, really the point we're trying to drive I, home I, here. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I fucking hate this movie. I didn't like watching it whatsoever. I really hated watching this fucking movie. <laughs> I hate but, but, it too. But, but I, I disagree, Scott. It gets much. Okay. I mean, worse imagine if this movie was Christian. No, I'm, uh, oh. I'm, I'm saying worse. <laughs> like, in the if sense this of, movie tried to have morals, yes, this movie would be okay. much worse. I will say that. Let yes. me re- let me refine a little bit because it's not the worst movie ever. Obviously, we've we've seen we much here worse. in this room have seen many worse movies than yes. Hard Duck. But I would say it is the worst, like commercially produced major studio. Major, yeah, thank you, major studio movie. I mean, it's it's it's. it's it's up the, it's in a like, certain. Uh, it's in its own category, it's as like, most bad movies are. So this is why it gets hard to okay. hard to say which is the worst. No, l- wait, let's shoot this. Would you rather watch Battlefield Earth? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, then this it's isn't longer. the worst. Yeah, then you, this isn't the worst one. That's true. Okay, I mean, okay. I would say, while it may not be the worst, it is certainly not. Great. It's, up awful. there, man. It's yeah. like it's, <laughs> I really it's awful. Watch there's Battlefield. Earth, there's dude. nothing redeeming about it. <laughs> there's nothing stylistically about it that's cool. There's no, the score is horrible. It's a it's the guy who wrote the James Bond theme who made this score, and it's awful. It's like if you took a soap opera and you gave it budget for actual strings instead of synthesizers. It's horrible. I hated it. I it's so hard to get through. Like I it. Professionally, I have to watch a lot of very, very bad films. And it takes so much for me to want to turn off a movie 10 minutes in. But I wanted to turn off Howard so many times. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. So I guess the last thing we wanted to touch on is there seems to be, and I think mostly in recent years, this resurgence of people pushing this up as like a cult film. Yeah. As like a so bad it's good thing. And let yeah, me tell no. you, no. No. No, it is not. No. I would rather watch Manos the Hands of Fate. I would rather watch Plan 9 from Outer Space. I would rather watch The Room. I'd rather watch well, Birdemic. Like, this is not okay. in that caliber of film at all. I agree with you, but counterpoint, I think I think our age is a factor. I think uh, uh, someone maybe 10 years older than us might sing a different t- tune. Sure. Time and place type deal. You always got to take that into account. Yeah, fair. Uh, um... Yeah, but no. I mean, I agree with you. I I'm not gonna watch this movie ever again. No, never. I show this to my fucking kid. I hate that I pay money <laughs> to rent it. The worst part was having to go back online and, and like review clips just to get like details right for 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 my movie. Yeah, and like I'm like ah, oh, even this is just bringing flashbacks. <laughs> just ah, oh, no. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else we want to touch on before we uh, do? You know, actually, very naturally, we made our way down all the bullet points. Okay, great. Very naturally. Right, so, so, good job, guys. Yeah, and, so, uh, uh, this movie sucks. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't ever watch just it. don't watch Scott, it. Scott, just don't. is Grog going to recommend this movie? <clears throat> I mean, Howard the <laughs> Duck is bad. All right, I think that summarizes it. Um, all right, so let's jump into the meat of the show. Um the prequels, sequels, and remakes, but first, um, a quick word, gotta pay the bills. Alright, uh, before we get into the prequels, sequels, and most importantly, the prequels, sequels, and remakes, um, just gotta take care of business real quick. Um, if you like the podcast and you wanna support us, the easiest thing you can do is go to iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, whatever platform you're listening to this on, leave a review, hit the follow button, hit the subscribe button, every little bit helps us a lot. And, um, if you like us that much... You can go to anchor.fm slash prequel sequel remake 
and you can leave us a little monthly donation to keep the podcast going. It doesn't cost a lot to keep it going, but it does cost something, and costs are going to add up eventually, so we need a little help to keep going. Um, you can also just go to prequelsequelremake.com, and there's a big donate button right there. Click the donate button. Every little bit helps. I can't stress this enough. Every little bit helps. We've gotten a couple donations so far, and we're so grateful for that. Um, so just keep it up, guys. Thank you so much, and every little bit helps. And if you want to see actually one of these movies get made, I mean, keep the dollars rolling. Yeah, that's the that's the opening yeah. door, um, or or a dream of you know doing it in front of some people someday. Yeah, and money, and you know, <laughs> beyond that, let's get into the real lucrative business on the movie uh, field, which is making prequels. Um, obviously, people always go out for them. You know what I mean? Because prequels are just raking in the dough. So no, they're not. The prequel for yeah, I know. Solo just fucking failed. Well, yeah. that was like that was a Star Wars story, not a prequel. Okay, it's a prequel. Euphemize it however you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. And so uh, our prequel this week is penned by Peter Hunter. Thank you. Thank you. I love you, Peter. It was. This I'll I'll say up front. This was the most difficult one to write because I had to keep referencing Howard to do it. I also had to reference some other material, um, which was also difficult, which you'll find out soon. Um, and I'll say this is short, but it's all about quality, not quantity. <laughs> all right, keep that in mind for mine. <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for this, Peter, all because right. I hope it's all in Duck World, because oh. that's what I need. I require more Duck World. I don't think you'll be disappointed. All right, title: Howard the Duckling. <laughs> oh, perfect. Tagline. Ugly is as ugly does. Ooh. Alternate tagline, based on the novel by Winston Groom. <laughs> Director Robert Zemeckis. Who's the author? Winston Groom. I know. What, what is he, what is he? Right, if I tell you, okay, fine, fine. fine. Yeah, no, okay, don't cool. spoil me. Okay, cool. <laughs> Synopsis: Savannah, Georgia, Duck Planet, USA. A single duck feather delicately wafts from the heights of the city skyline toward the city below. Howard, the duck, sits at a bus stop bench while he fiddles with a wooden box. Oh, f*** off! A darling elderly duck slowly approaches the bench and sits beside him. Excuse me, Sonny, do you know when the A-bus gets here? Uh, I don't know, lady, I'm waiting for the G. Uh, you want a cigar? Howard fans open the box in front of the elderly duck. Oh no, my poor lungs couldn't... Howard proceeds to take a massive drag off a freshly lit cigar and blows it right in her face. <laughs> yeah, I remember my first cigar. It all takes me back to when I was a little duckling. Cut to the Duck Hospital, 1950 or whatever. Howard's mom is wrapped in a hospital gown <laughs> after having given live birth to Howard because ducks have evolved beyond eggs or whatever, I guess. Uh, Howard, is <laughs> Howard is swaddled in a lounge chair staring aimlessly at the ceiling like, you know, a newborn does. In slumps Howard's father, Lou the Duck, as portrayed by Danny DeVito in a plastic dollar store duck bill. Hey, so you must be the new guy? Lou quacks. Howard doesn't say anything, having only been born minutes ago. Yeah, I get you. I wouldn't want to say much to me neither. Anywho, kiddo, I gotta be going. Don't really want to stick with the cow once it starts giving the milk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Lou the Duck hacks up phlegm after laughing hysterically at his own sexist, misogynistic, and frankly unfunny joke. Before I go, though, I want to tell you what my father told me before he ditched me at the hospital when I was born. Life is like a cigar. You suffer the whole time you have it, and when it's gone, 
You wish you never had it. <laughs> so just be an asshole about everything because it all sucks. <laughs> very, very on point. Cigars suck. They, they're Same awful. Advice. They're, they're, they're not good. Every sucks because you can't really smoke them like you smoke anything else. You gotta no, like do this weird like puckering yeah. thing with like. It's like in a perfect world, I would like to like like you know maybe every classy. so often just yeah, like sit classy. back with my buds and have a cigar. But it's like every time I've ever done that, I no. feel like I'm going to die. Oh uh, yeah, no. And, and, and this is coming from a, 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 a ex-cigarette smoker too. Yeah. I couldn't even fucking allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, for now. Let's we'll see if I pick it back up. Uh, um, stay strong, Des. Yeah, we believe. Stay strong. I believe. Or you mean allegedly I used to smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that's... Yeah, either, I mean, now Man. it works on both levels. Right, um, uh, so many levels, so many layers deep like a cake. All right, uh, God, where was I? Life is like a cigar. You suffer the whole time you have it. Uh, just be an asshole. Okay, great. Um, <clears throat> Lou then lights a gigantic cigar and shoves it in the newborn Howard's mouth. He slips a crusty old Play Duck magazine under the infant Howard and skips out of the room. The ingestion of tobacco smoke at such a young age may have permanently stunted his growth, but it was the words from his father that stunted Howard emotionally. <laughs> Several years later, Howard, now a brash, cigar-addicted youth, waits for the bus on his first day of school. It's a particularly monumental day for Howard as he's been denied admission for the past two years for his generally unpleasant demeanor and unwillingness to put out his noxious cigars. As the bus pulls up and opens its doors, the bus driver tries to introduce herself to Howard, but he brushes her aside, insisting that he never wants to be personal with any of the help. <laughs> Since he is smoking heavily and they're all children, no one wants Howard to sit next to them until a little girl duckling sits up in the back. Hey, y'all can sit over here if you'd like. Her name was Jenny and she was the loveliest and meanest duck Howard would ever meet. My name's Jenny. What's yours? Uh, Howard, would you like a cigar? Why, well, I'd be absolutely flattered. As Howard would reflect in later years, the two went together like cheap coke and even cheaper hookers. They spent the days of the youth skipping around abandoned buildings, robbing the elderly, and smoking specifically in non-smoking areas. One day, after spending hours after school mocking their classmates for any conceivable flaw, a gang of model students approaches Howard and politely asks him to stop preying on people's insecurities for his own amusement. Howard responds by saying terrible things about the lead student's father who had only recently passed away from a case of duck leukemia. The crowd chases after Howard. Run, Howard! Run! Run, Howard! Run! Oh, no. Howard starts, I to, get it now. Howard starts to stretch his legs. Only leg. now? Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't remember the, the very beginning. He didn't sound like he had a fucking box of chocolates. He's <laughs> a box of cigars. Anyways, um, Howard starts to stretch. Enough. Howard starts to stretch his legs majestically, his stride as elegant as it was effective. However, he is quickly caught by the gang as he's unable to run for more than a minute at a time after a relatively short lifetime of chain smoking. After Jenny nurses Howard from his savage beating, the two share an innocent but excessive kiss. Cut back to Howard at present day. The darling older woman is now replaced by some fat, slobbering business tycoon duck, as portrayed by Steve Harvey. Yeah, Jenny was the best thing that ever happened to me, but then we had to go and become teenagers. Steve Harvey duck motions to Howard for a cigar, and he happily obliges. Yeah, the teen years changed everything. Cut back to Howard at high school now, senior year. The 60s have happened. Everything is psychedelic and radical in exactly the same way the 60s were on Earth. Somehow. Especially the Vietnam War. Jenny, now estranged from her family after Howard and she burnt down her loving stepfather's home, is living in some gross dude named Duster's Volkswagen van. Also taking psychedelics regularly. It's the 60s. <laughs> Howard's grades have slipped dramatically. 
Some students fail because they have talent but refuse to put in the effort. Howard wasn't one of those students. He was failing because of the countless nights he stayed up till 4 a.m. trying to unscramble the porn channels on his mom's old rabbit ear television. Oh! It's a generational joke right there, am I right? Am I right, ladies? Uh, one day during duck physics class, Jenny passes Howard a note, telling him to meet her under the bleachers after school. Howard hopes this means they'll finally be taking the relationship to the next level. Later that day, Jenny tells Howard that she's moving to San Duck Francisco. San Duck Francisco. <laughs> the best is when it doesn't roll off the tongue in I any know. sort of way. That's, just, that, that's just, good. Just you wait, Desmond. <laughs> uh, later that day, Jenny tells Howard that she's moving to San Duck Francisco with Duster to be a part of the movement, man. Howard, the world is changing all around us, and we want to be part of it. Howard, never wanting to be a part of anything short of a bar tab, doesn't understand at all where she's coming from. Jenny kisses him goodbye, and she departs in Duster's beat-up, creepy BW van. Crushed and uncertain of his future, Howard drunkenly wanders into a recruitment center and enlists in the Duck Vietnam War. In basic training, Howard makes no friends, as he's generally unpleasant and incredibly unfit for the physical toll of military service. One day during a wall climb, Howard decides to stand in front of the wall and deliver incredibly vulgar stand-up comedy. It does not go over well. Howard was made to clean every latrine on base as punishment, complaining and swearing the entire time. Despite numerous calls for his dishonorable discharge, Howard is dispatched to Duck Vietnam to take part in the Duck Duck Goose Offensive. Uh, that way I had to like uh, fucking sink in for a sec. Actually. Wait a minute. <laughs> duck Duck Goose. I, I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, else. no, no. Uh, meanwhile, in Duck Hollywood or whatever, Jenny is doing coke off a bloody steak knife in Studio 66. As a stereotypical song for the era blasts exceedingly loud in the background, she contemplates ending it all by jumping off the edge of a skyscraper or something. In a moment of clarity, she steps back and opts to do a bunch more coke instead. Back in Duck, <laughs> back in Duck Vietnam, Howard is introduced to his commanding officer, Lieutenant Donald, as portrayed by Owen Wilson. Oh wow, man! Thanks so much for joining my unit, man. Wow! I just have two rules in my unit: don't die and keep your socks clean. I mean it. Keep those socks clean, man. Wow. There's a thing in Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan's obsessed about socks. It's a thing. Hmm. Yeah. That's Do a... you like the character Lieutenant Dan? I like him more than Forrest. <clears throat> Lieutenant Dan. Are you serious? I am serious. I do too, actually. Okay, great. <laughs> I actually think L- Lieutenant Dan. I scream Dan Lieutenant Dan. Uh, I think Lieutenant Dan's arc is kind of interesting. Yes. I, I, don't really, the- I don't particularly like Forrest Gump the movie that yeah. much. But we can, we, can talk, we can talk when we're done with this journey. I ins- No, I, I, I started that. Uh, <clears throat> After about two minutes in Duck Vietnam, Howard has determined that this was extensively not for him. During an ambush by Duck Viet Cong soldiers, Howard seized the opportunity to shoot himself in the ass and claim it was enemy fire. Unfortunately for Howard, he neglected almost all of his marksmanship training in boot camp, <laughs> so one of the bullets sent into his butt accidentally pierced a sack of spinal fluid, causing temporary nerve damage and unspeakable persistent pain. Howard is sent to a medical unit just outside of Duck, Vietnam to recuperate, where he spends his days nursing a dependency on painkillers and trying to grift injured veterans at games of ping pong. He's unhappy to discover that his bunkmate is none other than Lieutenant Donald, whom had recently lost his feet in the war. Well, man, that's what I get for not keeping my feet clean. Wow! <laughs> Donald spends every waking moment with Howard tra- talking about his plans to open a shrimping business. Well, you've got 
got fried shrimp, shrimp cocktail, shrimp scampi, shrimp and grits, and well, that's about all the popular shrimp dishes. But folks are gonna want to get their shrimp, man. Wow. Seriously, there's like four shrimp dishes people like. Like, like complete dishes. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I kind of, yeah, yeah. Not the biggest shrimp guy. No, but Bubba Gump Shrimp Co. Oh man, overpriced dress. Can I just say yeah. something about Bubba Gump? No, uh, go for Bubba it. Gump Shrimp Co. Um, my girlfriend and I went to one. I want to say like two years back mm. when we were by one. Um, um, it's fucking hilarious, dude. It's just like, like, like. There's Forrest Gump quotes. Like like posted all over the fucking restaurant. It's like I can't think of another movie that has a restaurant train <laughs> spawned off of it. And like, but the employees there are like office space, like with the flare and the, oh, the dude who's oh. like all animated and stuff. It's a uh, um, yeah, it's a bit much. And I got a very sugary fucking uh, mixed drink that didn't have a lot of booze, uh, which is good because um, you know, it's getting ready to drive home. So allegedly, there you go. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> all right, um. <laughs> Um, during all his nights in his soiled hospital bed, back to Duck Vietnam, guys. This is serious business. Um, God damn you, Duck Vietnam! <laughs> Howard can't help but think of Jenny, the incredibly unpleasant girl whom he loved with all his heart. He wondered whom she was laundering money from, or what sort of Ponzi schemes she was starting. But most of all, he fantasized about her sexually because he's really not that complex of a character. He's not. After several years spent rehabbing his wounds and living on the government dime, Howard is dishonorably discharged from the military and forced to return home. Upon arriving home, he finds out that his mother had passed away six months ago and had left him absolutely nothing in the will except for his old beat-up acoustic guitar and Casio keyboard. Left to no other devices, Howard busks on the street playing songs that would surely be hits in this or any other galaxy. The general public is excited by his ability to play a drum machine and occasionally strum a guitar slightly out of beat with it. Sometimes he even sang, just like a real music man would. Whatever he doesn't squander away on lukewarm gin and dog fighting, he puts away in a moderate savings account. After a few months of successful busking on the streets, Howard is finally able to afford a gently roach-infested apartment of his very own. After going to a post office to complain about a late delivery of pornography, Howard discovers they haven't been forwarding his mail from his mother's old address. At the top of the pile, he notices a letter from none other than Jenny Duck. Cut back to present day. Howard is now smoking two cigars at once. Steve Harvey has left and has been <laughs> Steve Harvey has left and has been replaced by Lieutenant Donald due to character arc reasons. <laughs> wow, Forrest. Uh, wow, Howard. It was real nice hearing about all the parts of your life that I wasn't a part of. You want to know how my shrimping business turned out? Donald, I can say with 100% certainty that I would like nothing less than that. Well, that's fair, I guess. Uh, where are you heading off to? Jenny's apartment. It's on 4th and Vine. Wow, Howard. Well, we're on 2nd and Vine. That apartment is only two blocks away. Howard grabs his things and bolts off towards the apartment. Due to the aforementioned lifetime of smoking cigars, however, the run takes him a full hour. He takes out an unwrapped condom from his wallet and knocks on the door vigorously. Jenny answers and embraces Howard like an old friend. Howard, there's someone I'd like you to meet. Howard, anticipating a threesome, fights through his pocket for his second condom. Jenny leads in a young duckling with a foul scowl on his face. Howard, meet your son. Howard. Dismayed, Howard shoves the condom back in his wallet and drops his box of cigars. Uh, Jenny, what the hell are you talking about? Howard, this is your son. Howard. Jenny... And I, I'm one to lie about this. 
but we have never had sex. What? What about that night in Duck Manhattan? Jenny, I've literally never been to Duck, New York. I've been in an army hospital on the streets for the last three years. Wait, wait, oh, hold on, I'm all turned around here. You're, you're Howard P. Duck, aren't you? What? No, I'm Howard the Duck. Oh dear, this, this is so embarrassing. Um, it might be best if you go. Jenny presses Howard to the door. Wait, wait, Jenny. I know it's been such a long time, but there hasn't been a night where I haven't thought of you. Every night I was fighting for our freedom in Duck, Vietnam, I was picturing you looking up at the same night sky. And in that moment, we were together. Oh, Howard, I, I had no idea you felt that way. That, that's honestly the sweetest thing I've... Howard is already waving an open condom in Jenny's face. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Howard is summarily kicked out of the apartment complex for screaming obscenities at Jenny's closed door. He spends his evening in a dive bar by his apartment complex, singing along to whatever trash the jukebox has on its rotation. Howard sleeps the night away in a pile of filth in a nearby alleyway. The end. Yeah. <laughs> ah, very good job, Peter. Excellent. Um, I, I completely admire you using Forrest Gump as a model. Um, Howard the Duck prequel, I wouldn't have known where to go with that. Other than fucking probably making it very reminiscent of Sykes Tale, uh, uh, just a lot of just scumbaggery. And, well, and I'd, you, say, I'd say it's a little reminiscent of Sykes. It's Tale. a little reminiscent. <laughs> but not to, I love that the reveal is that his middle name is the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, just, no, that's not a title. It's not like he's a duck. No, yeah. that's his full duck, yeah, name. Exactly. I think that you know what? I think that might be a bit of a joke. Not that I'm saying you're ripping anything off, but I think in Tiny Toon. Adventures or something. I mean, that I, was like a I joke. Watched, I watched a lot of plucky that. Show. No, because it's just plucky. That, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, also, thank you for bringing up the fact that that fucking condom in his wallet is unwrapped. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The way to impregnate Ooh. someone, Howard. That's our thread. That's our thread. Yeah. Corkscrew fucking duck dick. Ugh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I will say that I started writing this where he was just like a duckling, and um, then the threat of Forrest Gump came along. I wanted to do Forrest Gump, except it isn't his handicap that's holding him back. It's just the fact that he's like an unpleasant jerk that nobody likes. That's it's a handicap in its own way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, yes. And yeah, and I rewatched Forrest Gump um, when I was writing this, and uh, does not hold up. Uh, um, actually, I was worried about that one. No. I, I hate to put you on blast, Peter, but I actually saw something you said about it on Twitter today. Yeah, yeah I did uh, say you, this, you yeah. could have shared it on the podcast. Do you I, care? I, w I will. Yeah, in the very first scene of How um, Howard the Duck, <laughs> of Forrest Gump, he's sitting at a bench. That's so classic scene. Um, this uh, this black woman sits at the bench and he's a hundred percent uninterested in whatever he has to say. He offers her chocolate. She says no. Or well, she like doesn't respond. Um, and then he immediately brings up the fact that he's named after the first leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, it's like the it's the first thing that happens. Oh, it's the very first thing that happens, and it's oh. weird. Oh. It's really weird that oh. this thing. My that's, mind totally blocked that part no, out. Of well, I I had remembered it being referenced. I just I. It was, it's a it's a weird way for a heart heartwarming in quotes film to open. Yeah, it's, yeah, it it's, is. It's it's weird that you they wouldn't be ashamed of that and just not mention it. Well, I guess it's just bringing up the fact that you know he's like mentally like he doesn't have like social skills, so he doesn't know. But yes, he does. He's Tom Hanks. Well, yeah, but I Forrest guess, Gump right? isn't Tom Hanks. <laughs> hey, Tom Hanks is wait Forrest a minute. Gump. That's that's not true. 
Forrest Gump is definitely Tom Hanks. I saw the movie. <laughs> it's definitely him. Okay. Okay. And let's just f***ing like him. Lieutenant Diane. God damn it, Forrest. Gary uh, Sinise should have been Bones. My Star favorite Trek. thing yeah, came been out of that was the Photoshop of a pint of ice cream that says Lieutenant Dan ice cream. And then oh. the subtitle is Ice Cream Lieutenant Dan. Uh, I love that. It's like, that's... I love uh, that. See, little, little funny jokes like that. That's good. Hey, yeah. go watch The Water Boy uh, through the lens that that's Adam Sandler trying to make his Forrest Gump, and it's infinitely funnier. Oh, it's, it actually, it, it, it makes the movie actually funny. Oh, jeez. Because it's not otherwise. Uh, uh, hey, ah. hey, real quick, audience, write in, let us know. If we're, we're eventually have to get, gonna get on the uh, Adam Sandler train. Eventually, we're gonna have to break through. Yeah. Let us know which Adam Sandler movie that qualifies the criteria for our show. Let us know the one that you would like to hear because uh, I think we all have different feelings on that. So yeah. write in, let us know. It'd be yeah. great. Literally everything but Grown Ups is on the table. <laughs> and you know what? I'm okay with that because Grown Ups might know Jack and Jill exist. Never mind. Bro, I watched uh, Grown Ups 1 on it's Netflix. It's awful. Like, I, it must have been 10 years ago at this point or whatever. But yeah. it's That's awful. bad. Yeah, uh, it's real bad. Um, speaking of real bad, uh, let's look at the scores and such that um, this prequel to a failure would yield rotten tomato score critics 35 percent the horror dear god the horror nickelodeon magazine absolutely despicable daffy duck harvard review he would audience 21 percent i hated the first howard the duck but this movie made me hate myself trent reznor usa <laughs> oh Oh, poor Trent. <laughs> Budget $130 million. Marvel movies, am I right? Um, expected gross profit, $450 million. Actual gross profit, $130 million. The movie breaks even due to its great performance in China. Trivia. Zemeckis is nominated for every Oscar for his work. However, he only walked away with the Best Supporting Actress trophy. Howard the Duck is barred from entering 16 countries after the film's test screenings. Popeye's Chicken briefly added a breaded duck breast sandwich to the menu to tie in with the film. The sandwich, to this date, is responsible for 17,000 deaths. And that was the prequel to Howard the Duck. Yay! I love that last two bit, by the way. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fucking shady biz. Popeye's is good, man. So that was the prequel, and um, we're hoping for a far superior sequel to the original. And uh, that is penned this week by Desmond, not Scott. Scott oh, Hanson. yeah, I forgot that for a second. It is me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. well, so, hope you guys um, are ready for this. I am um, ready for anything. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> yeah, you know okay. what song I'm playing right now. Jock Jams Volume 3. All right, this is my Howard the Duck sequel. Title Man of Mallard Tagline Console yourself You're better alone Destroy yourself See who gives a f Ah, that's Yeah, that's grim <laughs> Alright Tagline 2 See who gives a f ah, That's even more grim it was like Sykes Tale level grim already. Um, you don't get it. It's the Lamb of God. Oh. Anyway. Oh! <laughs> we uh, thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have uh, That's all right. You would have gotten it with the music that I'm playing. Wow. Uh, directed by Werner Herzog. Cool. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm into it. Oh, yes. God. I hope. Camera. <laughs> Camera racks focus onto a dusty, small condom. 
there it is. <laughs> I still haven't used it in all these years. I wonder if they made it corkscrew-shaped, like my dick. Just <laughs> uh, wondering when that was gonna be prominent in one of these. Oh, well. Howard blows the condom off and holds it up next to his face. The being holding on to this 30-year-old condom is Howard the Duck, a Marvel superhero turned failed movie star of the 1986 box office flop by his very title. Was the movie so terrible, or could there be more to his story? What became of the duck after leaving the silver screen? I decided the only way forward would be for me to visit Howard at his home, a very meager apartment filled with sun-bleached adornments of his past accomplishments. Howard made sure the guitars were in frame, but he did not play them. <laughs> Camera focuses on a photo of Howard during his 1976 presidential campaign. Oh 1976. But is it true that you did not officially run a campaign for president and that many wrote in your name as some sort of comic book joke, live action, role playing? <laughs> Those bastards tried to explode a bomb at my campaign rally. They knew I was a threat to the establishment, man. Fuck, dude. But I saw the potential there. Who knows what kind of things we could have accomplished with me at the helm. I wouldn't have pulled out of Vietnam so quick, that's for sure. You boys are creative today. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. God, I, I'm, side note, I love that you brought up the yeah, Vietnam being and the whole time thing. it was coming up and before, I was like, wow, it's uh, <laughs> one of those things. I, I love, love this fucking show yeah, and how that happens. <laughs> uh, literally, no, we never, like no. you said that before. No. I knew the title of Dez's because I printed it out and that's it. Like, I knew nothing. How about to change it? Uh, yeah, I read oh, it really? I'm about to say something oh, else. It's happening live. Do it live. Yeah. Uh, the Vietnam War is considered to be a monumental failure of U.S. foreign policy. Are you suggesting that as sitting president, you would have seen such needless strife continue? Are you kidding? Have you seen what the Vietnamese do to ducks? It's just not right. Uh, what are you gonna do? It's actually the French to blame. That'd be the French cooking influence there. A lot of people cook duck. Yeah, yeah it's fair. It's delicious. It is delicious. It's no French war. Anyway. <laughs> Howard uncorks his bottle of scotch and tops off his glass. It's 11 a.m. <laughs> Howard points at a picture of George Lucas and starts ranting. This motherfucker. <laughs> if it hadn't been for him, I would have gotten off this planet years ago. They kept me in limbo about doing this sequel, so I can't book a flight back. <laughs> After the financial failure of the first film, I have to wonder, are there really rumors of a sequel? Or is this just another crude deflection of Howard's to shield himself from his own mediocrity? His desperate attempt to blame others for his own inadequacies, going so far as to blame George Lucas as the mastermind of an elaborate theory, show a level of immaturity most unbecoming. Howard probably hastily cleaned some of the apartment before our arrival, and his clothes appear clean. 
but the stacks of empty hungry man dinners in the kitchen and the poorly hidden duck pornography in the living room paint an altogether different picture. That does. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Accurate. It was time to sit down and have a real chat with Howard. Camera focuses on a picture of Howard and two female ducks. This was a typical example of what I would get into on my weekend back on Duck World. <laughs> there are two women on your arms in this picture. Am I to assume that polyamory was commonplace on Duck World? Or is it more likely that these ducks were ladies of the night? Prostitutes? Hey, what do you take me for? Some kind of loser has to pay for sex? I was a fully-fledged ladies' man. So then they were both your girlfriend at the same time? We were just having a good time. I, I just can't help it. Ladies are throwing themselves at me all the time for little or no good reason at all. Yes, since you brought that up, I wanted to discuss your on-screen role with Leah Thompson. Was bestiality something you would both discuss during rehearsal? And look, Leah was very professional on set. She just did her lines, did her job. Nothing more. Yes, but were you sexually attracted to her, or were you worried about becoming intimate due to your fear of her reaction to your corkscrew-shaped genitalia? <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what I just realized? I'm late to go to the grocery store. Cut to Howard at the grocery store. He is jumping up and attempting to get a Stouffer's Salisbury steak that is too high for him. Why do we keep bringing up Stouffer's stuff? It's just so depressing. <laughs> it is, man. <laughs> Not as much as the Hungry Man dinners. Yeah, Hungry Man. That's the most depressing. Hungry Man is definitely food. worse. But uh, so many ingredients. Uh, <laughs> you can just cook that meal yeah. like yourself. Any of those. Uh, They're that simple. Uh, Not when you're a hungry man. Or a hungry duck. Yeah, hungry. Yeah, should have said hungry duck. Fuck. Well, he's not on that planet anymore. So it is hungry. That's yeah. what he's used to. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's jumping up and attempting to get the Stouffer's salary steak. That's too high for him. Uh, can a duck get a little help here? It would be better if I did not interfere. Jump cut to a store clerk handing the Stouffer's depression meal to Howard. <laughs> I was hoping that once he was full of microwave steak. We could press deeper into the root of his neuroses. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave steak. It sucks. It's not good. Don't eat it. Nah. Yeah. Cook a steak in a pan or on a grill. Yeah. No. Do it. Do it right. Or if you want to get fancy, sweet like that. The, the raw steak the, this past weekend. The, the cow deserves better. To go back to your upbringing on Duck World for just a moment, if we could. I couldn't help but notice that everything that has transpired in Earth history has also happened on Duck World, only involving waterfowl instead of humans. Marshington, D.C., Mallard Card, a duck-billed George Washington, the United States of Anatidae. I looked it up. It's a biological term for the family of birds. The odds of two planets sharing the exact same world history are astronomical. Is it not more likely that you grew up on this planet, Earth, in this world, and that you invented this alien backstory as a defense mechanism, a way to shield yourself from your own inadequacies? You're sort of inventing this larger-than-life portrait, but when we're speaking, I must say, there's not anything about you I find all that interesting. Oh, God. Wow, Warren, way to really twist the knife. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. I really fucking love the route you took with this. 
you can talk more about when you're done. But I really like that. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Scott's always had a very good Herzog impression. Yeah, yeah I think that time we broke it out. But, it's just about the right. Play your right strengths for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but this is very f- fun. Uh. No, I'm an alien from Duck World. I can't help that everything in history happened exactly the same the way that it did here. It just did. But to me, Howard, it just sounds like lazy writing. A cheap attempt at a few sight gags. Nothing more. Yeah, I don't see how any of that is my fault, but whatever. Why are you here, Howard? Why did you come to this planet if only to complain about wanting to leave immediately? No, I seriously have no idea. I was just sitting in my apartment and I got sucked through space. There was some sort of malfunction with some space equipment or something. But that doesn't work, Howard. That doesn't work because it's not enough. In cinema, you know, there has to be some reason for a character's actions. You have invented this persona to solve what crises in your own life. This isn't a persona. This is who I really am. I'm Howard the fucking Duck. Let's talk about the lawsuit. Disney almost sued for copyright infringement because you look an awful lot like Donald Duck. As a result, you were forced to change your public appearance. Is it safe to say they sued the pants on you? Okay, that's it. I'm done for now. Howard takes off his mic and pushes the documentary crew out into the apartment building hallway. And that was as deep as we could go before... And that was as deep as we could go before splashing back out into the real world. After 30 long years, Howard is still stuck in his delusions of grandeur. For weeks, it becomes hard to reach Howard. But then, something changed. Howard called us. He was full of excitement. The producers of the new Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, had contacted him for a role in their new film. Could this be the return to the spotlight Howard had been waiting for these 30 long years? Cut to Howard in makeup on set. Howard closes his eyes as the makeup artist applies a brush to his brow feathers. You see these guys? They're making a documentary about me. Oh, yeah? For for the special features? No, it's its own movie. It's about me. Oh, okay. Tell me, do you know what the first Marvel movie is? I'm talking theatrical films, okay? Oh, I don't know. Iron Man? Iron Man? How fucking old are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Perhaps we should have been more careful with allowing Howard to drink before his scene. But that was his choice alone. Now that I thought about it, Howard was rarely without a drink in one hand. Was he celebrating his return to glory or trying to calm his nerves? Once he stepped on set, it no longer mattered. Okay, Howard, uh, thanks for making it out here today. We're just going to roll on this rehearsal take, and you just take your time with the line. Ready? Action. I watch from the sidelines as Howard nervously sips his drink, but he fumbles his line. Again. And again. And then again. I can tell from the body language of the crew that this is the last scene of a long shift, and the room is without an ounce of joy. It makes me wonder if Howard paid for this spot in the film. In the green room, after filming, things don't get much better. Howard is now smoking while drinking, wavering on the spot. 
and completely full of his own self. You know, Pixar, it wouldn't exist without me. It's true. My movie was the catalyst for what would eventually become Pixar Animation Studios. But do I see a fucking royalty check? No. Howard's complete and total lack of awareness was at times astounding to behold. His inability to read the room may have in some way contributed to many critics panning the original movie as completely unsure of its own tone. And then the movie's actual star, Chris Pratt, arrived in the green room to a flurry of hushed excitement and giggles. The room turned on Howard and Howard the room. As a gesture of politeness, Mr. Pratt made his way over to Howard after a moment of greeting the crowd. Howard the Duck, it's so nice to finally meet you. I grew up watching your movie. It was always one of my favorites. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you take my dick out of your mouth? Excuse me? Fucking hot shot, kid, you piece of shit. Oh, God. I gave you the wings to fly, baby. Me. First Marvel movie of all time, right here. This is all I get. One fucking line after the credits have already rolled. I know you fuckers are gonna deny me sad credits and have some fucking hack voice actor dub over my shit anyway. Fucking cheap ass bastards. It was time for Howard to leave. Despite his antics on set, Howard does not say a word on the car ride home. The disparity between the moods was unsettling to say the least. Again, as we documentarians were so caught up in our own act of filmmaking, we failed to take Howard the Duck seriously. But honestly, can you blame us? This just in, a duck man atop the Detroit Superior Bridge threatening to kill himself and is shooting anyone who gets too close. Oh God. Police say he is armed and extremely dangerous. We bring you live to the scene where filmmaker Werner Herzog is attempting to talk him down. It's a point impression. <laughs> Howard, the universe is a strange and mystical place. By some miracle, you ended up here. That means you also belong here. You don't have to worry about the past because it doesn't matter. What matters is what you do with the now. Y you mean that? Yes, Howard, I do. And I know what's best for you, better than you do. So come down from there. Uh, okay. Okay, I'm coming down. The TV cameras watch as Howard backs away from the edge and steps forward to ease his way off the bridge top. When suddenly, his foot slips and he falls swiftly onto the bridge below, breaking many bones upon impact. Oh, God. Three months later. Camera focuses on Howard's arm handcuffed to a hospital bed. He sips coffee with the other hand. So, as you know, we have not spoken since the accident. How has life been treating you since then? Well, my whole left side is healing from grievous injury. Uh, but honestly, it hasn't been all bad. I've gotten quite a bit of starfucker pity sex, so that's a plus. <laughs> he would brag about that. He would. Uh, get the got, the, uh, got the internet talking about me again. 
My old co-star wants to remake Howard. Can you honestly believe that? Who the fuck would do something like that? And I heard they fired that Aflac guy, so maybe there's an opening there. <laughs> and are you still feeling like killing yourself? Wow, just... Wow. I mean, sometimes your questions, man. I mean, I mean, no, not really. So, there is a future for Howard the Duck? Uh, for the time being, maybe. Maybe. After I serve this house arrest for the gun charge, who knows what'll happen. I'll wing it. The end. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Standing tall on the wings uh, of a dream. Not since uh, Peter's uh, Ferris Bueller um, episode, or the Ferris Bueller episode with Peter's um, um, sequel, have I been that, like, totally captivated by one of our own, like, scripts where it's just like, uh, mm, that should be fucking made. Yeah. Uh, 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 see, like, really? Like, oh, yeah, no, that, that, God, no, very on point, Herzog. Um, Scott is a fan of Warner Herzog, has a good. Herzog impression that all came through in that. Um, I felt like I was watching a less depressing version of any of his films. Um, which is saying something. But you played with the saga of like the behind the scenes oh, of yeah. Howard the Duck, and that's fun, and that's not the that's not what I was expecting at all. You and, got the character and, right. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, you got the character right. <laughs> but, so. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a despicable thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a sophisticated Duck. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's get some stats. Let's get the stats, stats. going. Uh, budget. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. Profit. It was a net loss, despite making the rounds in the documentary fan circles for years to come. Critics score, 98%. This stunning portrayal of this wash-up duck freak is way better than the original movie. Herzog at his best. Audience score, 65%. Where's fucking Thor? Where's Iron Man? Fucking lame. Fuck Howard the Duck. And fuck this, it's a wonderful life bullshit. <laughs> and that's it. Yay. Yes! I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, well, we've been prequeled. We've been sequeled. What are we doing now, Scott? We're remaking this shit. All right, um, and are you doing that? Or am I doing that? No, no. Who's, doing? who's left in the room? Who's I left? Because Peter did one. I know. You, I think you, you did yeah, one, right? You I did, did one. Scott definitely did one. I, just, I, de- I mean, I Scott feel like I definitely one. just got done. So, so, so that means Scott is doing one? No, no, no. That would mean you because I just went. Okay, but Peter went and Peter is me. Oh. We're going to take a break and we're going to find out right after this who is doing the remake. Right after these messages, we'll be right back. For more, 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 more. And this is your butt, 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 butt. Come true. It's the even bigger, 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 This incredible bigger collection online at biggermusicspace.bigger. Buzz, 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 buzz. Two is the only way to get all these massive, huge, bigger, massive, awesome two disc collections. Get this dirty track collection in any store. Bigger. 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 
massive, hugest, bigger, massive, awesome. With magic. Do it now. All right, well, we're back from our break, and uh, we did do some deliberation, and we've narrowed it down. It is definitely either me or Peter who's doing this remake. Yeah, and, you know, we've thrown money at this. Lots of money. Well, I'm willing to be surprised by third-party candidates. All right, and... Um, um, if got- they make the right... You know, if they make the right... If they make it sound sexy. Well, Scott, <laughs> I've got the results in the envelope right here. Oh. The results of the test. Are you ready? Wait. Are you ready to hear? Can I guess who it is? No. Because that, that fucks it up. What's... Yeah. What are the results <laughs> of the test? We're all, right. all waiting for the break. And the father of the remake is... Desmond! Whoa! Oh! Oh! All right. Yeah. Well, um, all right. Yeah. Let's go into the remake, Des. Um, yeah, I would have. I would have never guessed. I know I wouldn't have either. But hey, here we are. Does here it seem are. like I get remake a lot, or is it just because? Statistically, I think you at this point have done one more remake than the rest. I of think us. it's oh yeah okay. Well yeah. anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Uh, 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 I, I always get this blank slate, and I never want to take away from everyone's ability to do that. So here we go. Now a little preamble before this. This is playing off, and I was really uh, it was fun to hear Scott bring up his uh, Howard's inclusion on the MCU because this plays as if it is Howard in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it is today. We're throwing Marvel into that. Great. Now this. I'm playing this off as this is the next Marvel movie to come out after uh, uh, the, Infinity the, the Infinity War. Okay. Or the Untitled, yeah, whatever, the Infinity War saga or whatever. Oh, there's the another second, one. The, yeah, okay. Sure. After so, the so events of Infinity War are resolved. Now, Scott, my good friend, I know you don't give a flying fuck about Marvel, so I will fill in any weird gaps of things that have happened just so it makes sense to you. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And not meant to sound like an insult. No, it's, it's, I don't take it that way at cool. all. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't like popular things, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Look, I've gone to I I have gone to see plenty of these movies, and even with that, like knowing which like what it's like, I still just what I don't really care for with these movies is like, yeah, they're bad, but you know, it's better than the other one that was bad. The series, and then all the movies treat you like, yeah, haven't you seen every other single one of these fucking movies? Because you should. It's like, no, man. Like, even if you're doing like a, the story has multiple parts, like. You have to make them make them somewhat self-contained. I get you, know you. I, mean? like, I get you, somewhat. and that's a big problem. Um, and this is coming from a guy who I like. I, I don't know. Yeah. I like these movies. I can't yeah. even act like I don't. I know you see a, a few more of I've, them. I've seen um, almost all uh, of them. Uh, uh, but I can't even argue with that standpoint because it's fucking totally true. And and some of them, it's super frustrating when they're not self-contained. It's like this is yeah. not rewatchable Agreed. on its own. And um, but anyway, let's go forward. This yeah. is the, this is my MCU Howard the Duck and uh, Disney. You know who to contact when you need... Um, take notes. Take note. Yeah. Actually, you, uh, which three people to contact? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Company. Prequel, yeah. sequel, remake at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, we're not... We're, we're not a company. We're not, not, let's just say that. Take that. For the record, we're not a company. We are... A podcast. Fine art. We're yes, we fine are, art. And, we and fine we are art. nothing if not fine art. You know, yeah. I want to I wanna, I wanna mention this again. It goes... Uh, uh, what's it? Water lilies? You know... Uh, uh, Talking about Van, Van, Van Gogh portrait Van. of himself. Yeah. Prequel, sequel, remake. Right, those are bold claims. Yeah. And let's hear a bold tale from Mr. Desmond Ports. All right. Title Howard the Duck fucks again. <laughs> I knew it was coming and it's still funny to me. Tagline <laughs> This duck fucks. 
Fox. Oh. <laughs> Director Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, dear. Trauma. The king of trauma. We start with the typical overly long Marvel Studios logo, complete with the music. The audience will probably whoop and cheer and shit. On the planet Duck World, Howard the Duck, Seth Green, sits in his favorite bar, knocking back a worrisome amount of drinks for any four-foot-tall creature to consume. He watches the bar TV as the news plays. Duck World president Donald Dump spouts a bunch of unintelligible, most likely xenophobic nonsense. Howard rolls his eyes. He downs his drink and reaches for his wallet to pay. He notices his wallet is devoid of cash, with only a CVS receipt for condoms and a month-old jury duty summons. <laughs> he curses to himself, then turns around to address the bar patrons. Say, uh, anyone want to pay me ten bucks to piss on my face? Uh. Uh. Minutes later, we see Howard exit the bar as he wipes his face off with a towel. He walks home to his apartment through the rough streets of Duckburg or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Insert a bunch of duck pop culture references on billboards. Uh, the new Ryan Gosling movie, mm. Fowl's Moving Castle. Mm. I didn't know. Do you have any more on that? I have no more. Okay, okay. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, I mean, Fowl's Moving you know. Castle was good. Fowl's Moving Castle, yeah. like, I said Gosling movie, and, like, I actually thought for, like, five minutes. I, 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 I literally pulled up a tab in uh, the internet. Duck puns. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. There's not that many. You would think there would be more. There's but, not. There's like, things you could do with Gander and Matt. Like, I don't know. Uh, anyway. You um, could have done a Jason Siegel movie. <laughs> I could have. Yeah. Uh, it's different. It's a bird. Whatever. I mean, it's not, Ryan Gosling is a young goose. It's it's Duck World. It's not animal. We world. can presume there's geese on Duck World. We're right? presuming that. But are they I don't know. are they like geese that would like come up and hiss at you in the park, or are they like <laughs> geese people? Because I don't, I don't know. Where is the line? Is it we don't just know. duck people? We is don't it know. birds? We, we, don't, we don't want to read into this too much. Yeah, you're right. Um. He arrives at his apartment door and tries to unlock it, only to find the locks have been changed and an eviction notice is present. His landlord, Launchpad McQuack, then yes. exits his apartment across the hall. Hey, uh, Howard, you owe me three months of rent. I can't let this slide anymore. Hey, hey, fuck you, man. What do you get off? Howard can barely stand, let alone keep his eyes open. <laughs> hey, look at you, man. You're a mess. I can't keep giving you chances. You need to sober up, get a job, and learn some fucking responsibility. Howard takes a swing at Launchpad and misses horribly. <laughs> he collapses to the ground and continues yelling. Fuck you, McQuack, you pecking duck. You go down like a little bitch. Yeah, you're pathetic. Come on, Launchpad. I'll let you piss on my face if you let me stay here another week. Ugh. Do it. You know, you fucking wire. <laughs> God. What? What the no, that's it. I'm calling the fucking cops. Just as Launchpad pulls up his phone to his face, he begins to deteriorate into ash. Now, at the end of the last Avengers movie... Spoilers. Spoilers for Massive anyone who hasn't spoilers. seen it. Just skip to um, a minute later. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Uh, a big space overlord who has to fight the Avengers, Thanos. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet fit with all these stones that give him power. He snaps... And he erases half of life in the universe because he's crazy and he wants to bring balance to it. And that's like the cliffhanger they left you on. And yeah. and that's basically what we're picking up here. This is part well, this of that. Right after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's uh, so, uh, funny. It's mean, like just after Star Wars, we go back to Howard the Duck. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Duck World, uh, the people are turning to ash. Uh, anyway, so uh, Howard, freaked out, rushes to the nearest window and witnesses the same happen to everyone in the street. 
cars crash, explosions go off. Unbeknownst to Howard, everyone in Duckworld has become a victim of Thanos' life-balancing gauntlet snap. Howard stumbles outside and looks around in horror. Then, realizing that no one is watching the porn shop, he trots off through the empty streets happily. Q title card as Pour Some Sugar On Me plays. Oh, of course. Uh. <laughs> Howard enjoys the lifeless duck world, grabbing all the porn he can carry, helping himself to fancy cigars, and golfing in the street. He goes on like this for several days, eventually waking up on a slide in a children's playground, covered in starbursts, duckbursts, wrappers. He vomits and brings himself to his feet. All of a sudden, the earth begins to shake. It intensifies until Howard is eventually jettisoned up into the sky higher and higher, eventually finding himself soaring through space, horrified, like a man laying on his back on a green screen. <laughs> he flies through the stars until eventually falling into the atmosphere of a small blue planet. Wonder what f***ing one that is. Howard eventually lands in a scummy alleyway. He vomits again, most likely from radiation sickness from flying through outer f***ing space. Howard brings himself to his feet and dusts himself off, while all while observing the strange new world. In the alleyway, he sees two punks harassing a young woman, played by Withers Reespoon. What? Withers Reespoon? <laughs> Withers Reespoon? Reese you mean Withers like uh, I don't see what's wrong with the that famous actor? Yeah, Withers. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't see what the issue is. <laughs> the two thugs are basically those punk dudes from Terminator and Back to the Future, played by Bill Paxton and Flea, respectively. Leave me alone! Come on, baby! I just want to borrow some batteries. Yeah, I got a lot of flashlights that need power. And hey, why don't you pick on someone your own size? The punks look at Howard. Hey, did that duck just flex? Hey, fuck you, asshole. He flicks out a switchblade. You're messing with the wrong duck. For I am a master of quack boo. Ducky power. Da -da 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 -da. Let me at him. Let me at him. Oh, God. Uh, the melding of Scrappy Doo and Howard the Duck. I only put that in because I knew it elicited that response uh, from you guys. Well, you will work. Howard Duck then does a. Howard, Howard then. Howard then does a flying kick through the air at the thugs. Thug number one pulls out a concealed pistol and shoots him immediately. While distracted, the woman then bashes thug number one's skull in with a nearby pipe as thug number two runs away horrified. Howard bleeds profusely. The woman runs to Howard. Oh my god, you're gonna be okay. Just clipped your wing. I'm Beverly, by the way. Thanks for trying to help. I'm Howard and I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> Just then, out of the shadows jumps Blade, played by Wesley Snipes. Fuck Hell yeah. yeah. Hold on a Hell second. yeah. What? Oh, man. Hold on. Let me just go. Blade. Blade is, is badass. badass. Blade is badass. I didn't think Blade was in the uh, Marvel verse. He technically well, isn't, but he is not. Get ready for more, guys. Followed by the 2003 Ben Affleck Daredevil and Jennifer Garner Electra. Ooh, Beverly turns uh, around uh, to leave quickly, but is cut off by 2004's Tom Jane Punisher, oh gun in hand. Oh my god. The roar of a motorcycle engine is then heard as Ghost Rider, Nicolas Cage, rides in with Johnny Storm, oh. Chris Evans, <laughs> riding in the sidecar. Beverly and injured Howard are now backed against a wall by the group of freaks. The wall explodes and outbusts Ang Lee's Hulk. Hi, I'm Eric Bada, Angley's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> who, who the hell are you guys? And, like, thanks for helping, not at all. We're the Pretendables. You haven't heard of us? Says Blade. <laughs> Dude, I just got here and was, like, shot immediately. I'm dying. <laughs> ben Affleck steps up. 
The Avengers died, and we're all that's left. Everyone forgot about us, like we're just pretend. I'll tell you what's not pretend, says Jennifer Garner Electra. All that fucking divorce weight you put on. She turns to Howard and Bev. Can you believe this sack of shit cheated on me with the fucking maid? Then wants to go around acting all sad about it? Okay, Electra, not in front of people. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Your movies are trash. <laughs> ben Affleck steps back, all sad. Tom Jane Punisher steps up to the plate. Everyone got all obsessed with expanded universes and such. We got swept away. Sometimes, said Ghost Rider. It's not enough to have sexy ladies and motorcycles and flaming skulls. It was a trifecta. Ghost Ride the Whip. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Human Torch then pops into frame. Do I look like Captain America to you? Because <laughs> I think I look just like Captain America. Blade then beheads Chris Evans, Torch Guy. No one protests. <laughs> We've been tasked by Professor Charles Xavier to find you, Howard. He's rounding up the most powerful beings left in the universe on a secret mission to save the Avengers. Howard, at this point, is passed out from blood loss. <laughs> Later, at the Charles Xavier School of Something Something Something, School. Howard awakens in a uh, bed with Professor X, Patrick Stewart, sitting next to him in some sort of trance. I know you must be confused as to why I brought you here, Howard. <laughs> uh, not really. Don't lie to me, I can read your thoughts. And no, I won't pee on your face. <laughs> hey! I'll make it brief. Thanos, the Mad Titan, succeeded in finding the Infinity Stones and wiped out half of life in the universe. Wow, that explains a lot. You know, someone should check the algorithm on that gauntlet because uh, every duck on Duckworld fucking died except me. I feel your pain. All of my mutant students also perished. Except Deadpool, but all he does is watch Shrek and make fart noises with his mouth. <laughs> uh oh, right, Baldy. What the f do you want? It's beer 30, I'm looking to get it in. <laughs> the remaining Avengers went on a mission to Saturn's moon, Titan, where Thanos retreated after the cataclysmic event. They were not heard from again. I have assembled this team, the Pretendables, to go on a rescue mission and restore balance to the galaxy. With your wits and quack-foo, we'll be unstoppable. I'm in, Professor, but I want fucking money. Of course. I've been embezzling school tuition for years. <laughs> Montage. Howard trains with the other pretendables. Firearms training with Tom Jane Punisher. He teaches Ang Lee Hulk to the finer points of quack-foo. Ghost Rider practices maneuverability on his motorcycle. Blade sucks Daredevil's blood while he sleeps. Elektra flirts with Howard to piss off her ex-husband, Daredevil, who succumbs to his gaping neck wound in the middle of the night. No one really cares. The two eventually have sex. Howard seems pleased with himself as the poor woman looks horrified by her decision. Soon, the gang is trained and ready. Good work, gang. You have trained long and hard. Your mission now is to steal a space shuttle from NASA and go to Titan to save the Avengers. Most importantly, do not kill anyone. I want no casualties. Blade, Punisher, Ghost Rider, Hulk, Elektra, and Howard, all heroes known for killing people, <laughs> looks at him in dismay. The team heads off to NASA HQ, wherever the f*** it's called. We cut to Hulk, ripping a man in half on the NASA launch pad. A trail of bodies <laughs> decorate the base. The Punisher cleans his gun and Elektra wipes off her size. Ghost Rider drags a NASA employee along the launch pad on the back of his bike to extort launch codes. Howard looks on in horror. Yeah, uh, 
did the professor say not to, uh, kill anyone? Blade looks up from feeding on a corpse. Man, fuck you. Step off, Nart. <laughs> Punisher looks over to Blade, worried. Look, uh, Blade, I've been meaning to talk to you. You been taking your serum? Because, uh, you been getting a little blood sucky for my taste. Man, don't be hating on a brother just because your only power is gun. Okay. Wow. We're a team. It's supposed to be a safe space here. Ghost Rider pulls up to the group. Hey, guys. I got the launch codes. The group begins to make their way to the rocket ship when they hear cackling, almost as if a goblin. In swoops Willem Dafoe, Green Goblin, shooting stupid fucking pumpkin bombs and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Godspeed, Spider-Man! He launches a bomb at Punisher and rips him to shreds. You cannot stop my master. The world belongs to us. You know Thanos is mad. He'll turn on you. Thanos, you fool. I serve a new master. Ghost Rider uses his flame whip to try to attack the goblin, but Goblin grabs the whip and yanks Ghost Rider off his motorcycle, incapacitating him. Blade leaps onto Ghost Rider's glider as Gobby zooms around while the two trade blows. Goblin is able to knock Blade off the glider, but Hulk grabs him out of the air, throwing Blade back at him and knocking him to the ground. Elektra pummels him furiously. Defeated with ease, Howard takes the goblin's mask and wears it for the remainder of the film. <laughs> Ghost Rider ties up Goblin and leaves him for the police. The Pretendables take off on their rocket ship for Titan. Soon realizing they have no form of light speed travel, the trip takes them five years. In that time, Ghost Rider goes mad and jettisons himself out of the airlock for no fucking reason at all, screaming that he didn't want to become another casualty of society. Uh... <laughs> Blade dies from lack of blood and serum. The team eventually arrives on Titan. Weakened from the long space journey, they make their way to Thanos' palace, only to find him dead on his throne, decomposing. The Infinity Gauntlet is missing. Wow. That was an absolute fucking waste of time. <laughs> but what about the Avengers? Says Eric Bana, Angley's Hulk. Elektra looks around and gasps. She sees on display in Thanos' throne room a relic from each Avenger. Cap's shield, Stormbreaker, Black Widow's onesie, Iron Man's helmet, they're dead. All the Avengers are dead. Hawkeye's dead. Spider-Man is dead. They're all dead. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a good thing. There was a time when a superhero was a special thing. Every so often, one would come along and thrill us. And everyone got so involved with us interacting with each other, we all just became an ad for the next superhero. What was once a single person's concise vision became bland and sterile. Word. Yeah, so what do we do now? I mean, we don't have enough fuel to make it back. I still have no fucking reason at all for being yanked away from my home world. Hulk then gets excited. Oh my gosh, you guys, they have a Six Flags here! Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the end. Yay. Post credit scene. Ah. Ah. Of course. Deep in Klingon space at the penal colony Rura Penth, a cloaked figure makes his way through the maximum security area, Ooh. killing all the Klingon guards he comes across. He enters the main cell blocks. Well, well, well. To whom do I owe the pleasure? Says Jean Baptiste Emmanuel Zor. Yeah. K Pax Ferris Bueller puts down the large weights he's lifting in his cell. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah! Life moves pretty fast, and if you're in jail, you might fucking miss it! <laughs> the stranger fumbles with the release controls. All the cells open. In addition to Zorg and Ferris, out walks Robo Carter Blake, 
Captain Costner, and Commander Bing. Yeah. Could well, I be any more of an Easter egg? <laughs> well, at least someone appreciates Waterworld. <laughs> Could I be any more of a free man? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're leaving already? It's five o'clock somewhere, and I'm making margaritas. Yells Sykes, in his cell still, with a blender. He burps a little too hard, and a dark green goo oozes down his chin. Ugh. The stranger then drops his cloak. Hello, fellas. I'm here to offer you all the job. Oh, my God. Disney's Pete then reveals himself, now in possession of the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. The end. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. oh man. I love that um, post credit scene. Yeah, wow. that's great. <laughs> It's about the expanded universe. It's about the pretendables expanded universe. I will say, canonically, though, Sykes is dead. Rip Sykes. Yeah, well, maybe in the, in the Shark Tale world, but he can be resurrected in a that's parallel true. universe. That's Pete, Pete now is the Infinity Gauntlet. That's true. Anything yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Uh, yeah. Chaz Finster, you know. It's, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's all free game now. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but, it's, uh, you know, there, there's something brewing. Yeah. Something dark. I like how you acknowledged all the majority of the pre-MCU Marvel movies, most of which were very bad. Um, they, they, you know, I, I kind of make it seem like those movies were more special than they were. With the lectures a little bit at the end. They're not. They're not. But no. but there is something to be said for when movies would just be like, we're just making this thing. Yeah. And and, and I do mean it. It's like one person's concise vision. Like uh, Sam Raimi. I love Spider-Man. I want to make a Spider-Man movie. And that's the only thing it is. It's just a Spider-Man movie. And there's something yeah. to be said for that. And I do Jam miss that. all the characters together. Yeah. Which I did here. Well, horribly. I know. But it was no, more of no. like a statement. Yeah. Yeah. When they do it over and over again at the movies, it's kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get it, you know. Exactly. Um, so, uh, scores for this. Fifteen uh, percent critics. A low point for superhero films, says Julia Childs. Three percent audiences. Could have used more Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe. After. <laughs> Budget thirty-eight million. Expected gross profit five hundred billion. Typical Marvel arrogance. Yeah. Actual gross profit six bucks. Parents leave immediately. The title character requests his face to be urinated on within the first four minutes. Ah. Tie-ins with Budweiser, Limeritas are also frowned upon because these things are f***ing gross. They are. They're very and uh, that's my thing. Uh, you know, for fans of, uh, uh, of uh, the Game of Tunes saga, something's building. Yeah. And uh, Zorg, K-Pax, uh, K-Pax, Ferris Bueller, and... Uh, Man, we're getting them all in there. They're, they're all going to be Robo in there. Carter yeah. Blake. Yeah. I, I, I will say, you know, uh, wish Blade had stuck around a little longer. Yeah, we do Blade's love Blade. Badass. Well... You know, I mean, I guess you got to take the realism, you know, from the long space journey. I was thinking about yeah. it. I could lie be, about. He, he could be resurrected. He could be resurrected. Yeah. You know, it's, and look, it's he, never over. You got to kill Ben Affleck's Daredevil as a good moment. Um, I will say, there's more dialogue I like just omitted from this than 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 any other thing because I started riffing on pretty much every any of those pre MCU superheroes. I had like a page worth of bullshit I was talking about oh, them. Wow. I had this whole thing with Ang Lee Hulk. Uh, it was like going to be Ang Lee Hulk versus uh, Ed Norton Hulk versus oh. Mark Ruffalo. It was a whole thing. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, and, and it was just like, let's just get through this. How much time am I going to do? How the duck? Blade will be back in some form. Yeah. We'll find yeah, a way. Oh, yeah. We love, uh, yeah, yeah, we love Blade. Uh, yeah, uh, we love but, Blade. But, but I do have a lot of love for those pre-MCU movies. And it was kind of fun to write something where they all team up. 
into the pretendable. Yeah. No, it was like great. It. Sure. And, and, and like, literally, it's like a person who's not generally a fan of all those Marvel movies. I was getting stoked just by all the characters that you were bringing into this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. those ones seem like ones that have been played out to death, literally to death. Yeah. And they, they were dead. Yeah. <laughs> Off-screen fucking dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I just like the idea of, like, the Avengers going to stop Thanos and Thanos killing them. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. dead. They're all. And you got that gauntlet. Yeah, you got yeah, that. Exactly. Perfectly balanced. Yeah, no <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was it, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, I guess that's it for uh, this this week's prequel sequel remake. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. And, I did. These yeah. were great yeah. stories, Yeah, guys. I know. It, I was, think, it, was, uh, it was a treasure. I know? think we took a duck and made lemonade, and, you know, no one expected it. But hey, let me, yeah, and um, if you want to support the podcast in ways more than subscribing, just go to prequelsequelremake.com. There's a big donate button right there. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash prequelsequelremake. You can uh, sign up for the listener support. Give us a dollar a month. You know, that's one more dollar that you don't have, but we get to have. And, you know, that means something to us. And I'm going to send it out right now, just a short clip of David Lynch talking about ducks. Take care, everyone. You know, nature uh, can teach us a lot of things. But when you start looking at a duck, um, you see your eye is moving in a certain way. And you see textures and colors and shapes. And you start wondering about a duck, uh, what it can teach us about, you know, any kind of abstract, you know, painting or proportions or even sequences, um, scenes. And it always is interesting that the eye is in the perfect place. If you move it to the body, it would get lost. If you move it to the leg or the beak, it's two kind of fast areas competing, even though the eye is the fastest. It's the little jewel. jewel. jewel.